Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise be the Lord. Well, praise God. We're continuing our series on how do I get a life makeover? How do I get a fresh start? How do I get lasting change? And this is really funny. Somebody, somebody made a comment, and it was great. I just caught it real quick. They said, okay, we're 20, 26 days in to the month, and what has changed in your life from last year? And we, we got like 21 days. A lot of you got 21 days under your belt. Like, man, I fasted the social media. I fasted the TV. I laid it down with the food. But how many know we're out now? Now we're, we're out. Have we maintained change? At least to some degree. Pastor Chris, I'm on it with the app. Pastor Chris, I'm praying in tongues. Pastor Chris, I'm reading the word. Pastor Chris, I'm doing this thing. You're seeing God is good. So I want to give you some clarity thoughts, you know what I mean, that are going to produce lasting change. Okay? Because here's the big thing. You really got to make sure you have clarity in, in the decisions you're going to make in your life to produce this transformation. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this. This is like the secret of, this is like the secret of success, okay? Here it is, all right? I really believe this. A lot of people have to get this original thought figured out. And once you do, you're, you're, I think your whole life just evens out, okay? Where are my thoughts coming from, Okay? Because you got to realize something. This is really big. Because this, this makeover system of life originates with thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we must bring absolute clarity to your life. Okay? The only way we could really get absolute clarity, because I was thinking about this. I just was in Atlanta preaching this. It was, it was a clear vision conference. That's what they called it. Clear vision conference. And I was kind of sitting on it like, hmm, clear vision. And I went, you know, to Proverbs, you know, what is that? Proverbs 29, 19, I think it is. You can put it up there if you want. I think it's Proverbs 29, 18, where, where there is no vision, the people perish. You know, they cast off restraint, the NIV says. Where there is no vision, is that right? Yeah. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But what? But he that what? Oh, man, keepeth the law. What does he know? Happy is he. But what it says in the NIV, and you don't have to go there, it says, without vision, there's no constraint. That means there's no guardrails, right? So I said this, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. That means they live however they want to live. But what? Blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction, okay? So here we go, vision. But you know what I started thinking? This is really good, okay? So check this out. I got these, like, every once in a while, you know, like when I'm reading small print, because they're making that stuff smaller nowadays. You notice that? I mean, it was funny. When I'm reading small print, I got, like, my little cheaters, you know, and I put them on, you know, and I kind of get to, like, the little, little bottom line stuff. But I noticed something, you know, one day, I, I kind of left them on, and I went to go look up, and those things really jack up your vision. And vision is really, it's complicated if it's, if it's confused. Now, let me explain that. Like, what am I supposed to be looking at? You know what I'm saying? 
what's my lens? Like if I don't get the prescription right, it's blurry. So, so I might be, you know, I love, I like going to the eye doctor. Matter of fact, I go to the eye doctor next week. I'm just thinking about it, right? It's like you do that annual thing, right? Puts that goofy thing on your head. It's like, how about now? How about now? How about now? Better now? Better? And you're like, oh, uh. And you know, like at first it's like, oh, wait, go back. And then you try to compare whether, you know, how about now? And he's flipping that, all that noise, click, 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 click. And then, hey, we got you. And then usually you either maintain vision or you become a little vision impaired and you need to get some what? You need to get some help being correcting your vision, helping you see. Well, let's correct our vision today by step number one. Really think about this. Maybe I'm looking through the wrong lens. That's the problem right there. Like, oh, I'm clearing vision, but I think we got to stop, pause, let's go back, let's like almost, let's break the glasses. Okay, just for a minute, just hear me. I know this is a little while. Break the glasses, let's get ourselves in this thing, and let's get this viewfinder thing right. Because here's my problem. I got clear vision, but I got wrong lenses. Man, Pastor Chris, I never thought of that. Yeah, you ever think about that? Like, my lens is wrong, so I see, but the picture I see is impaired. So why don't we just start over? What I'm saying is, if now go slow, watch your year. If your thoughts either come from God or the devil, which they do, what happens if you have wrong ideas and you put that lens on? You're going to have a year filled with things that don't need to be in your life but because I have the wrong connection through sight, I have the wrong image that it projects in my future. So if you think, well, I, I, could, I, I could live sick or broke or a messed up marriage or you know, un, uh, unhealthy. No, wait a minute. Stop. Time out. Let's just fine tune the lens and let's re, re kind of connect to truth. Because here's my thing. If as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? Which is true, okay? What do I think? And where does my thinking originate? And where did it come from? So now we gotta stop and go, hey, wait a minute. Let's look at step one. Bringing absolute clarity to my life for my present financial futures is gonna be based upon me understanding God's word. Now stop, okay? It either came from God or the devil. You, now watch this. What you hear internally. So now you got to stop there. Gotcha. Do I really do that? We don't do that. We think we do that, but not as good as we should. Because we got to understand there's things we need to re remove from our thinking. There's ideas and images that need to be corrected. You know, 2 Corinthians 10.3 says that. For the flesh and blood thing is real. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Right? For though we walk in the flesh, that's a natural physical life. We don't fight after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, strongholds are wrong ideas. Okay? Wrong ideas come from wrong beliefs, okay? How did I get a wrong belief? Well, I believe something. Where did your belief originate from? Now, this is why Soul Summit was so good. 
we realize that in the soul, that's where beliefs, I'm gonna say something, beliefs are really formed in the soul more than they're formed anywhere else. Because here's the dig, my spirit's always in faith. You know what I mean? The Holy Spirit telling my human spirit the right stuff is always perfect. But my human spirit getting cloudy, meaning the real me, when my mind tries to, you're right, right? I'm like, oh, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My mind goes, dude, look at the situation. You know what I mean? Remember, it was funny. I, was, um, I just was reading this about how Jesus, Jesus was in the boat. He pushed away. He pushed the cross. He said, let's go to the other side. And the disciples wake up. And he's, he says, we're going to the other side. And the disciples woke up and said, don't you care that we perish? Right? Don't you care? So they wake up Jesus and go, don't you, what did they say? Jesus, don't you care? And Jesus is like, why don't you trust me? Why do you think I would say we're going to the other side and we wouldn't be going to the other side? Why? Because the circumstances look like not good. Well, the circumstances shouldn't devalue my trust in God if I'm really trusting him. So why am I allowing the circumstances to speak louder than the God who spoke? And I like something, man. I really like that. Because he said this, he never spoke again. I'm really catching that in my spirit lately. Like He said, we're going to the other side, and then he just went to sleep. They had to hold on to, we're going to the other side. They, they seen, they're like, hey, wake up. Don't you care that we perish? He said, don't you remember what I said? Why are you, you know what's funny? I, I caught something, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but God really doesn't repeat himself. So faith comes by you speaking what you heard and never stop saying what you heard because faith, he speaks one. God ain't speaking as much as you think. Like God's got to confirm himself. He ain't confirming it. What's he got to confirm it for? He believed it when he said it. We need confirmation for clarity. So you got to be the one to start saying it after he spoke it. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, hey, care us down not that we perish, they should have just said, hey, praise the Lord, we're going to the other side. See, it's a choice. So, but you say, but there's water coming over the side of the boat. I know. That's why you can't look at circumstances and situations to figure out whether your stuff's working or not. Clarity. Okay, so let's get to the first principle, all right? Where did this thought originate from? So now watch this. Anything that doesn't line up with love obviously didn't come from God. Right? So if it's fear-filled, that ain't God. If it's lack, unbelief, that didn't come from God. If it's steal, kill, and destroy, that didn't come from God. You've got to understand the the, 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 the desire for the believer should be to understand God's character. When I get a clear revelation of God's character, you're going to realize there's a lot of stuff you're believing that's made your lens cloudy that God never wanted you and me to believe. So clarity in a makeover, I kind of see it like this. You know, you know, it was funny. Doug Jones said something so good when he was figuring out faith. He said it looked like a ball. You ever see like a, a knotted ball? You know, like when you go fishing, sometimes what will happen is the spool will overrun and you get knots in it. And it's like, a, oh, my God. And you know you got a project. i got to pull this apart. 
and you're trying to figure out life, I say we've got to rip this thing apart the next couple weeks maybe and go, why do I believe that? Where did that originate from? Why am I meditating in that? Why has that even become a mindful meditation when it's not even the truth? Why has this become a conscious thing that keeps arising in me even though all the while God never said it? And then you go, well, you know, well, God didn't say something else about it. Yeah, but it's still connectable. Remember, truth is always connectable if you kind of pick through it a little bit to get to the root. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, if we got out on the project and we start freaking out because it doesn't look like we got to peel, well, why am I worrying? I got to go back to God's word. Why am I in fear? I got to go back to God's word. God doesn't produce worry. That's why I kept telling you, this stuff comes in your soul because your soul has to find agreement beyond the realm. Listen, this is crazy, but it's true. Hear me. It sounds goofy when I say it. Your soul has to find agreement beyond the realm of faith. Now, let me show you this. Faith is where it should find its agreement, but sometimes reason is so loud, I got to get beyond reason to get to faith. It's beyond the realm. It's gotta, it, you got to answer those questions internally because faith is here, but now reason's getting involved, and i got to get beyond the realm of faith here and go, okay, i got to reject this, obstacles, reasonings, and accept faith and just keep myself steady to go through the anchor. You understand what I mean? So i gotta get, I got to get beyond the realm of faith, meaning on the right side of faith. You know what I'm trying to say? It sounds weird when you say it. It's like, what do you mean beyond faith? I'm trying to get to faith and close down reasoning, so I got to get beyond that realm and get over there and stay there because guess what? It's going to take faith to produce these promises. So I got to get on because you got to realize something. And how I should say it is this. You have natural, normal faith is the same kind of stuff, but if you're not careful, it'll be reasoned in the natural, and you'll have more faith in the false than you will in the truth, and it kind of collides. You know what I mean? We call it flesh and all this stuff. But I, I just, trust me, it's a belief system. What, what your belief system is formed in has to be the word of God, okay? That's the problem. So you gotta realize, man, this prize is greater than the price, you know? It's true. But a lot of people don't wanna pay the price, so they're like, ah, you know, forget about the reward of change. I just stay the way I am and just try to wing it through life. As long as I don't have big problems, I'll make it. But that's not good. So changing those paradigms of thinking that's just the new train of thought, is going to take, um, it's going to take you to become a prisoner of trust. You know what I mean? I like that. You got to become a prisoner of trust in God. Like, I'm trapped. I can't go nowhere. I'm just going to trust God no matter what it looks like. So you got to get there because the clearer you're, 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 you're seeing this trust factor, the, I think, you know, you're not going to have, you're not, you got to really start working on your head and really start focusing in this lane of trust, strong, because um, there's a lot of noise out there, man. Um, until you get clarity, the direction of your life could be going wrong because you could drift upon the wrong things because you're not really focused where you need to be. And um, you got to confront some of these thinking. There's no other way around it. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I don't want to say 
Some of it's, it's whatever. You just have to. There's no other way, and nobody can do it. you you got to become really clear about your present circumstances. Remember we said that? Like, man, stop saying everything's all right if it's not all right. If you got a fear, you got to go face it. If you got a phobia, you got to go face it. If you got, you know, they, um, somebody was asking me um, about that stuff, um, you know, you know, what do you do? Like, if you're really, you, you just got to face it. Whatever you're not willing to confront today will destroy you tomorrow. You know, you got to confront it. So I'm trying to, I've tried to build a system. You know, this champion training network is really on my heart. I'm trying to build a system that lasts last you uh, and gives you the opportunity to make this life makeover. So we have to become clear. All right? I gave you a couple areas, okay? You must do this. Number one, write this down. You must... Um, examine and redefine your core beliefs. Okay, that's number one. You must examine, why do I believe it? Where did it come from? And you must redefine your core beliefs. Okay? Is that good? Now, this is huge. Okay, so write these down. This is going to be good. Okay? So I must what? Examine and redefine my core beliefs. Okay? Personal transformation begins with the action of you must become decisive in the alteration of what you accept as truth. You get that? It's big. Personal transformation begins with a decisive alteration of what you accept as truth. Why are you accepting that to be the truth? Can you validate it? It's big. Well, I'm believing a bunch of lies. Well, no wonder why you're like a yo-yo. You know what I mean? It's like, where, where, well, why, why I feel it? Look, man, you got to start learning. Can't go by what you see. Can't go by what you feel. You got to get out of your senses. Okay? You know, I think this is big. Because um, you got to realize something. Um, beliefs control your life, whether they're good or bad. Is that okay? Beliefs control your life whether you want them to or not, whether they're good or bad, whether they're true or false. Every belief you have is what's controlling your life. If you don't, you, you're limited by it. So every belief, okay, that you have is controlling your life, whether you want them to or not, whether they're good or bad, whether they're validated or not, you have to understand this. Um, any kind of belief that shows up Right? About anything. Right? It's like this, right? Um, fear. Just like take fear. When fear is present, it's what? Because someone believes a negative outcome is going to occur. When someone is positive, it is because their belief something positive will emerge from the situation. So what's the difference between being in faith or fear? You just believe a different outcome. That has nothing to do with anything that you ever see in front of your life from now to eternity. It's a choice you got to make internally. See? That, there you go, right? If you're going to fail, it's because you, you go, well, I might fail. What happens if there's no room for fail? Then you can only succeed. That doesn't mean you're a failure. You know what I mean? It simply means, guess what? You failed at this moment to believe. The only way to escape this stuff is you have to have a life change. Does that make sense? Now, listen, what if I get into something God never told me to get into? 
Well, he never told you you're not going to have victory. What if, I, what if I make a step, you know, come on, you got to get so uncomplicated in certain things. Like, you know, well, you know, God does not fail. God is successful. God can move mountains. God can help you. Now, obviously, you don't want to go down some road God doesn't want you to do. You know what I mean? You go start something God never told you to start or something off the wall. And half the time, you guys that are thinking that, look, man, if it's a desire within you, it came from somewhere. And most of the time, that's not your flesh. It's usually God. You know what I mean? So you got to ask yourself. And you got your, some of you are beyond that point. Um, this is big. A lot of your beliefs are, the sum total of your beliefs are like values, expectations, attitude, thought patterns, concerning the things, the world around you and situations in front of you. Does that make sense? A lot of this thinking pattern is past, shaped by past experiences, present expectations, future hope, and it is basically the filter through which you view and live your life. Is that okay? So, why do, I have, why do I have this processor of thought? Beliefs are usually your value system. If you value the word of God, you got, if you, de, like here's the big thing. If you value the word of God, you hold it at a higher esteem than the person who doesn't. That's what it is. So really what this all comes down to is how much value and honor you put in the word of God determines how governed your life's gonna be. Because if you value God's word, you're not gonna let, these other little things try to come in and devalue it. So it all comes down to validity to word. Like if, look, like if I'm facing fear and I know God's for me and loves me, then guess what, man? I can't even think about bowing my knee to fear because fear means I've taken value off of what God said and put it on what the enemy said. And you can't do that. Well, I feel it. I don't really care what you feel. You can't live by what you feel, okay? If you think you're gonna be poor, or God's not going to bless you, or you're never going to achieve freedom, you got to change it. You got to know you're going to be blessed. You got to know that you're going to be a generator of wealth. You got to know that I'm going to be successful. You got to start flipping these thoughts because I got to get the right lens because once my lens is right, I can see where I'm going, right? So you ever do this? You ever been like, now some of you, some of you got perfect vision, you know what I mean? Whatever. But just like say it's foggy, right? You couldn't see or something. But for you people that know what I'm talking about, you ever not have your glasses on and you're trying to look and like, man, I see it, but not as good as I could. And then once you put your glasses on, you know where to go. Some of you don't know where to go because the, it's vision, your vision belief is cloudy. Okay? I got news for you. A lot of your beliefs have already been programmed within you. That's why you got to filter. Okay? This is big. And then you got to learn how to plant new seed. Well, you say, well, Pastor Chris, I'm negative, man. How do I fix it? Don't look at the spirit. Work on the soul. Plant new seeds. You know, because I really said that. The soil, the soil of the heart, I said that a couple weeks ago. I said the soil of the heart is where the soul accepts or rejects. So the soil of the heart is where thoughts are planted which transform your destiny and your experiences with God. So, if you got like, I, I'm a, like the, the spirit of God's not sick, he's not broke, he's not afraid, he's not messed up. Your spirit's in that Holy Spirit, and as long as you stay there, you're good. It's when you come over in the soul, you got to decide, well, I don't know. You got to get the thoughts right here by allowing your spirit to be released in that thing. Ooh, and I'm going to tell you right here now, man, any thought that goes left unchallenged is going to be established as a fact. You better write that down. 
Any thought that goes left unchallenged is going to be established as a fact. Ain't that good? So that means, well, I just had a thought and I just let it go. No, no, no. You need to, you need, you need to, you need to correct that thing. Okay? Unchallenged thoughts become established facts in your life if you do not correct them. You understand that? So that's why he said in 2 Corinthians 10, he said, bring every thought in the obedience to Christ. So what if they're lies? If you hold on to lies and think like lies are going to rattle on your head and you don't correct them, man, you're going to absorb them. So before you're going to change anything, I'm going to have to work on my belief system. So write this down. Number one, where are my beliefs from? Okay, just write that down. Where is my beliefs from? What is my belief connected to? So if you're afraid right now, what is that connected to? If you're worrying about something, you got to identify it as clear when it shows up. Like, I'm afraid. Well, where is that connected? Is God afraid? Come on, man. You see this? You got to live in the moment. Well, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I don't know how. I don't think I can. Where that, you got to grab that thing and go, what? You got to, like, say this word had a string and it was either connected to God or it was connected to the devil. You got a word, right? Just say, like, there's a word right here, like fear, right? And it had a string going up and a string going down. Like, where, where do you think fear came from? God didn't give me no spirit of fear. I love power and sound. That one's connected to the devil. I can't, I can't believe that. You know what I'm saying? Broke. Came to bless you, man. That's connected to the devil. Sick. Acts 10.39, how God, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus and Nazareth with the Holy Ghost power, went about doing good and healed all those oppressed to the devil. Come on, wait a minute, that ain't mine. That ain't come from heaven. I'm telling you, man. Okay? Look at number two. What are these beliefs producing in my life? It's good, ain't it? Like, well, I'm afraid, and now I'm freaking out. Now I'm, 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 I'm happy, and I got the joy of the Lord. What are these thoughts producing? You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm so worried about, I've been battling addiction. If you've been battling addiction all your life, I'm so worried about, man, man, I'm scared. I don't want to go back. Whoa, whoa, stop. Where'd that thought come from? You're going to go back. And number two, what is this producing in your life? Angst and worry and fret. And, no, man, you got to deal with this thing. I'm scared. I'm scared to be free. I'm scared. Man, I got, I got a messed up marriage, okay? What's your belief? This ain't going to work. I just talked to somebody that this marriage isn't going to work. Stop. Why? Where, where you see God putting it together? What do you mean it ain't going to work? Two, right? Go to two. What is that thought your marriage not working producing in your life? Cruddy fruit. You walking around talking to your spouse like they're a dog because there's dumb belief you got. Or you're not being kind and you're not being loving and you're not being the person you need to be. Or you're freaking out, you're worried. You see what I'm saying? It's belief. Well, I'm going to change my life. You ain't going to change nothing until you change your thinking. You can't. It's a law. So we got to change the way you think. How about this one? Three. Write these down. These are little nuggets, man. These are good. If you went through this checklist, you would lose a lot of problems in life. Three. Um, what is an alternate belief to the things you're believing? Meaning like, never again am I going to believe that I got lack. Never again 
will I believe negative thoughts because now I'm going to believe positive thoughts. You see that? So now you're going there, I'm going to develop an alternate belief system. So if it shows up and goes, blessed, I'm going to go, hey, I can go with blessed because I don't need it. I, 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 again, I believe blessed because it's positive. You see that? How about broke, can't, can't get it. God can't let it through. Sick, can't let it through. Fear, can't let it through. Worry, can't let it through. Wor- anxiety, can't let it through. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to get, can't let it through. Nobody can ever love me, can't let it through. If it don't connect to positivity from the word of God, God obviously has not not connected to me, and therefore I'm not going to want, I'm not going to accept it. See that? Then here's another one. Four. You got to reinforce your beliefs. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I want you verbally affirming what you're believing. You got to verbally affirm. I can do it. You ain't got to be all spiritual and have all the slogans and all the scriptures and all that stuff. No, what you got to be able to do is verbally affirm positively. You ever been around somebody just positive? They don't even got faith, really Bible faith. You ever just been around a person that's naturally positive? They don't need scriptures. They just speak good about themselves. You know, it's funny. When I was lost, I can never say, I, could, I never said a day in my life I couldn't afford something. Never. I was lost. You know, I didn't, I didn't have the money to buy stuff sometimes, and I'd be like, I never said. I used to hate that. People would run around going, I can't afford that. I said, oh, it used to make me cringe. I was like, why would you say that? You know what I mean? And I, I, it bothered me. I would never really try to talk negative. I'd get angry and talk like a fool because I was lost, but I would never really try to willfully talk angry. I never talk broke. I never talk sick. I never talk like, you know, you know like weird. I just knew like, Man, it just didn't make me feel right saying things that were negative. It's like negative, negative. You just know it, man. So what do you do? You make sure you reinforce your new beliefs every day by speaking verbal affirmations which produce positivity in the direction of your life. That's just the law. You're going to eat the fruit of your mouth. Well, I don't know. Well, guess what? Don't make a difference if you're low. That law of confession is real, whether you believe or don't believe. Right? Um, here's a big one. Five. I'm going to start filtering my thoughts a whole lot better than I was. I'm not going to allow negative thoughts to stay in my mind. I'm just going to discipline those things once and for all and thank God. This is big. Why? Because if you're going to have an extreme makeover, you've got to have a makeover of the mind. You know, everybody's looking for miracles, but I tell you what, it's going to be this is going to be the key to tap into to build the future you want to build, okay? Because here's the thing you're going to do. You're going to get these precepts of the Word of God really finished in your life. I'm going to give you six in a minute. And because you do, you're going to create a makeover spiritually and scripturally, not off of just, you know, a miracle mentality where it's just going to go away. Because like I said this to somebody, it's funny. I said this to somebody yesterday, and I was thinking about it when I was saying it. I was like, this is the only way to produce this lasting change you're looking for. you got to go and have word identification. Where did that come from, and am I allowed to believe it? And I'm telling you, man, if not, because I was talking to somebody. It was funny. They said, I, I, I got, uh, they, and go to a psychiatrist. That's okay. Go do it all you got to do. But they're like, man, I was literally clinically went to somewhere and talked to somebody. I said, that's great. I think it's awesome. But here's the key. 
they, no one, no one's really going to tell you, besides I think spiritual people, the identification of thoughts begins with where they came from. And because you're a believer and have a belief system, it only allows you to believe what God said about you. People in the world have no um, governor to determine what they're supposed to believe. And because of it, they believe anything. That's why with the believer, it's real simple. Like if you get up tomorrow and you feel like, I got to link it back to where it came from and I can tell you I know why. If we change what you think, we could change what you feel. See, now people that don't have the word of God as a governor, I woke up today and feel like a waste. Guess what? Well, where'd that come from? We know it came from the devil. Look, the devil's working overtime oppressing mankind. But you're a believer. You understand this stuff. I almost feel sorry for people outside of the word of God because they think, well, I thought it must be me. No, you cannot take ownership and identification of thoughts. They're not yours. You never had an original thought a day in your life. It came from somewhere identify. Well, why is it happening to me? How in the world do I know? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care. Six. Big one. Remain persistent in the challenge to change. Remain persistent in the challenge to change. You got to meditate in the Word of God until something changes. Don't give up. Don't let up. Don't let go. Stay here. Everybody got to do it. Ain't no road, easy road. Oh, so-and-so got it so easy. They don't think like, nah, I don't know what so-and-so is thinking in their head. You ever, you ever do this? Has anybody ever shared with you how hard it is for them in a season of life? And you're like, man, I had no idea. You look like you got it all together. That's not belittling anyone. Every one of us goes through the challenge and temptation of thoughts. You just get better at it. And you get good because you listen. Okay. So what are the ingredients that's going to cause me to be successful with mastering the mind? And how am I going to experience this transformation? Glad you asked. Okay? Here's a big one. You want to say something? Um, how? Okay? How do I even notice those here? Isaiah 28.10. Strong. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures. You all right? A couple of scriptures dial in. You got to get the word of God. Isaiah 28, 10. See what it says? For precepts, right? For precept must be upon precept, upon precept. Line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. What is he saying? Line upon line. Precept upon precept. That's the word of God. You got to just keep building. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. The word of God on top of the word of God. Just Keep building on the word. Keep building on love, faith, hope, victory. Stay there. Get this thing. Get going. Look what it says in Ephesians 2.19. Ephesians 2.19. Okay? This is big. 19, 20, 21. You see, if you got you to build this thing on the, uh, on the ability of God. Now, therefore, you are what? You are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. See that right there? Having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ being made the chief cornerstone. 
in whom the whole building being fitly joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. You got that? Ooh, and I got a good one for you. Ready? How do you do it? You meditate. Come on. You meditate in the Word of God. And look at 6, look at Luke 6, 46. Ooh, you're going you're to love this. You're going to love this. Okay? And then I'm going to give you some stuff. I'm going to give you a couple of things. Now I'm going to carry some of this, and I can get some of it in. And I'm going to start this all next week then. We're going to start next Wednesday. I'm going to give you six tips that change your world. Okay? Because you got to realize this. There's eight, um, six strategy forms, eight steps to a transformed life. Okay? And they're going to start with like, you know, you got to learn like, hey, I got to, I got to, I got to, there's some stuff. And we're going to talk about repentance next week to start off with. Because some of these things you're thinking is sin. And I, nobody says, well, you know, Pastor, they're in my mind. No, you're, you're getting into sin because you're getting into unbelief. And that's the New Testament believer. It's the sin of unbelief is the only sin you commit. Why just believe God? Well, Pastor Chris, give me a chance. I'm going to. I'll help you build truth and trust. But stop de- devaluing the word of God because the circumstances, man. Let's get over this, man. Let's do this together. This is why we fast and pray and seek God and all this stuff. Say, well, I'm not sinning. Yeah? Well, are you holding something more valuable than the word of God in your mind? You better get rid of it. Look at it like an enemy. Stop looking at it like something, oh, you know, it's okay. It's just a little fear. No, look at fear. Look at fear like a robber in your house trying to take your stuff. Look at, look at worry as a thief. You know, Brother Hagin said that. He said that. He said, he said, I'd rather you cuss than worry. Yeah, he sat there in the pulpit one time. I said, man, he just said that? He said, yeah. He said, I'd rather you cuss than worry. He said, it's a greater sin. And what he was saying was sin isn't good, but, you know, worry and sin. You know, because you're not putting your trust in God. Now, listen, guys, I don't want you to get all condemned. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Pastor Chris, I feel really bad. I thought tonight was going to really encourage me. I feel worse listening to you. That's funny. Somebody put emojis up. Come on, put the laughing one up. Right? I thought listening to you was going to encourage me. I feel worse listening to you preach, man. You preach me. You preach me. You preach. You're supposed to preach me happy. You made me sad. Come on, I ain't making you sad. You know what I'm saying, though. We don't really, we don't look at these things like enemy. We don't look at worry as an enemy. We don't look at fear as an enemy. We don't look at anxiety as an enemy. We don't look at this stuff as enemies. You know what we look at? It? Oh, you know, it's okay. I got reason to believe this. I don't, no, 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 no. Don't do it, okay? So look at Luke 6, 46. This is so good. And then we're going to go on, and next week I'll give you all those, okay? Okay, it says, and why call me Lord and do not do the things which I say. Woo! I think I got NIV or something. It says, never do the things I'm telling you. These words, keep going. It's okay. Stay right there. What, what's, what, okay. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth what I'm saying and doeth them, I will show you to whom it is like. Well, who you like. Keep going. Right? He is like someone that built this house and dig deep and laid the foundations on a rock. And when the flood came and arose and the stream beat vehemently upon it, it could not shake it because it was founded on the rock. Now listen to this. Look at this. Look what I got here. These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life on. 
That's good right there. That's all you need to worry about. What do you mean? Are you building your life on the rock or are you building your house on the sand? What are you holding in high value and regard? So point to go home with before we come back next week. Because next week I got these eight key principles, you know, eight, eight, eight miracle steps to a transformed life, which are not going to be anything to do with a miracle. They're going to be work. You're going to have to do them, right? Is this. Now watch this. Check this out. Stop right here today. Walk away with this. Hey, wait a minute. Where do I value the word of God? Is the word of God the first and only authority in my life? Now, that's a question for all of us to go, hey, I need to get some new vision at this. Because you know what? I sometimes do not hold the word of God as a, in a place of value and esteem because obviously I'm letting this little junk come in sometimes and question the integrity of God's word. Man, that's tough to hear, but it's true. Well, I don't think he can do it. Look, man, if God gives you, you something, a project, a promise, a scripture, a thing, we're going to the other side. That's what he did with them. Well, I don't know if we are. don't look like we're going. Well, how many things have you gotten into in life don't look like you're going where God said you're going? Can I get an amen? You know what I'm saying, man. It don't look like it's working. How many things has God said, and you're like, well, I'm looking at what's not working and valuing it more than what God said. Man, isn't this good? For Pastor Chris, I, don't, I thought you were going to make me happy. I'm still not happy. Yeah, I know. Neither am I. Because a lot of times I'm like, well, God's like, hey, didn't I tell you that's, that you're going to do it? And you're like, yeah, but don't look like it's happening. But what do you mean? Don't, what, what are you going to value more? What I said in my work? Look, man, I ain't even talking about the stuff he spoke to you. I'm talking about the book he wrote to you. Ooh, come on, somebody. Right? I'm talking about the Bible. You're like, well, you know, I don't know. Seems like it's taking a little long. Ask Abraham how long it took. Ask Noah building a boat. Come on, man. It takes time, but God is faithful, and he didn't forget what he said. So get ready. This now, you got a week till next Wednesday. Then I'm going to give you these eight steps to a transformed life. Hey, where's the word of God at, and how valued in esteem? Now, that's Mark chapter 4 all day long. Take heed what you hear. The value of what you hear is the value it's coming back. That's up to you. You got to ask yourself, whoo, am I valuing the word of God at the level where I need to value it? My God and only God knows. Only God knows. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hey, let me pray for you guys. We'll come back next week. We're going to give it our best. I'll see you over the weekend. We're, pra we're practicing the presence of God by daily making steps to a transformed life. But are you building your house upon a rock or are you building your house upon the sand? The value of the word of God and the trust in the truth that we have determines the facts of where we're going to live and how good of quality of life we're going to live with God. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person to sound of my voice. I thank you that they took the time to watch tonight. I thank you that they took the time to listen to the podcast, the webcast, whatever they're listening to. I thank you, Lord, you bless them. And let them ask themselves the question of all questions. How well do I value the word of God and am I carrying it into my future making my decisions, and changing the world I see through the lens that God has given me by walking in the word of God. Father, I thank you for, for giving us a brand new prescription of faith. 
so we could see through the right lens and we can achieve the right goals in life and everything we do. Thank you for transformation and the availability to transform right in your presence. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord, guys. Listen, I'm so glad you watched. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for sharing. If you didn't share, share right now. It's not too late. Thanks for downloading the app. Stay with it every day. We can do this thing five days a week. We got it Monday through Friday. Come on, you know what to do. I'm going to see you in the house of the Lord because you give me 52 Sundays this year to change your life. And I promise you this, every minute you spend in God's presence, in God's house, in prayer, in the word, you are transforming whether you see it or not. And he is not going to forget your work and labor of love. He's going to reward you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you Sunday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.